It's time for JT the Brick. So what do we want to talk about with the Raiders? We're the seventh pick. The Las Vegas Raiders select. It's a big moment for this organization since they moved to Las Vegas. The first four or five picks have to be electric. They have to be great Raider players who are starters, not developmental guys we're parking on the practice squad. We're done with that. We have no room for failure. JT the Brick. Oh, a reminder. I want to go all defense. 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 I want to go all defense because the Raiders are loaded on offense, absolutely loaded, and then their defense is vastly improved because of the draft. That's my perfect scenario. So that's what our programming is going to be like as the flagship of the Raiders over the next couple of weeks is the draft. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose, and that's it. Are you with me on that? And now, just win, baby. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate. Out of the gate, JT with you as we open up the show. Good to have you today on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio and on that glorious Raiders mobile app as we open up the show and we get rolling here coming off the draft and it's a full draft recap show. One of the more important shows I think we do the entire year. I can tell you this, it's one of the most important shows we're going to do until the start of the season because it goes dark for a little bit coming up. It goes dark until we have some OTAs and the ability to see this team and get together there and all that. And I am not the show that talks about the third string or fourth string depth chart of the backup, backup, backup cornerback. So we talk about winning championships, the stars, building the team, all of that. But today's the day to do it. Today and tomorrow, matter of fact, tomorrow, I have an exclusive interview with Dave Ziegler. He will kick off the show at noon. So we will have him, and he's always generous with his time. So I'm excited prepping for that all weekend. We'll have Dave Ziegler tomorrow right at this time, 24 hours from now. Dave Ziegler will open up the show from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Our studio's there. Busy day tomorrow, hosting Raiders Roundtable, the podcast, and doing a bunch in the building tomorrow. So that's what we got. Today we're going to analyze the draft from the point of view of the GM and the fans, the fans and the GM. What the GM had to say with all of this and what you, the fans, are reacting to. I was at the draft party. I anchored the draft for two days on radio with Eric Allen and Lincoln Kennedy. I hosted some, emceed some private events with Steve Wisniewski and Lincoln Kennedy. I talked to hundreds of fans face-to-face. Not on Twitter, not in the DMs, face-to-face about this draft. I'm ready to go. Did I like all of it? No. Uh, Do I like most of it? Yeah, I always like the draft, and I always believe in the draft because they have a vision, former GMs and coaches and now this regime, on what they want to do and how they want to compete and how they're going to go out and do that. Is every pick going to be perfect? No. Did the team get, I think, a couple of diamonds in the rough? Yes. But my big takeaway from this entire NFL draft was the Raiders went with situational starters. Those are people that are going to play. They're going to play week one. They might not start on the first play of the game, but they might come in in the first series of the game, so they're starters. Now, you could say, well, Chandler Jones is going to start more than Tyree Wilson. I don't know that. Tyree Wilson could start and never come off the field. We can see what happens. Mayer, the tight end, should not come off the field. He's a starter, and they got multiple defensive players who are going to be in some type of rotation on the defensive line or in the secondary, who can play, and they got to play early. Because they have to play early because that's what this team needed. This team needed to get away with getting out of the first, second, and third round with some players that are going to play early in a situational role and play a lot. 
because I'm not into players that are going to be developed. I'm not. I'm not into developmental. That's not my job. My job is to run a fast-paced radio show every day. I'm not into developmental guys. They are, and that's their job. The GM and the coaches, that's what they do. The scouts, they draft the developmental players. I want players that are going to make the Pro Bowl, are going to be great, are going to impact this team to win a championship, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to get your honest analysis of what you think the Raiders did in the draft. From what I can tell, most fans are okay with it. When they saw some of the video of some of the players that were drafted, and they said, oh, wow, I didn't know anything about that player, but the video and then the analysis of the player looks pretty good. That's what I'm going to talk about because I spent a lot of time looking at that tape, video, and what was available to see if the Raiders were able to pull the trigger on some players who can be good-time, big-time players in this league. You know, a good example would be Ja'Korian Bennett, the cornerback out of Maryland. They took him ahead of Ringo, the cornerback from Georgia, and everybody I said would just take Ringo. But if you look at the tape, Bennett was better. He's more of an outside corner that can play the slot, the fastest guy at the combine at 4-3, and a guy who puts his hands on the ball and makes a lot of plays. Ringo made a lot of plays because he played for Georgia and he was on TV, but Bennett played at Maryland and wasn't on TV as much as Georgia. And then the quarterback of Aiden O'Connell in that pick there. I wouldn't have done that pick that early. I think he would have been available. Maybe he wouldn't have been available. We'll talk about that with Dave Ziegler, but they needed another quarterback in the room. They needed another cornerback in the room, and that was the player that they really believed in. They really believed that he can come in and quickly learn what? The system. This isn't the system of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. It's the system of Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. That's why they took O'Connell at the quarterback position. And then I like the back end of the draft. I really hope that the Raiders nailed it with two specific picks. Christopher Smith out of Georgia, who can play safety but can also line up at corner. He's a versatile guy. You always hear about the Raiders. They want versatility on the offensive line in the secondary. And then Amari Bernie is a really good player, the linebacker out of Florida. Now, did I think they had to wait till the sixth round to get a linebacker? No. I think they should have took a linebacker before Trey Tucker and Aiden O'Connell and someone that could maybe make the team, but this was their board as they were examining their board and trying to find out the best players available that were there. But I like what they did later on in the draft. I really thought the Raiders had an impact. They really had a good impact down the stretch here on the back end of the draft. But the front end of the draft is the most important thing. So Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher, he's going to play a lot. He's going to be an impact guy. He's got to be. I'll give you the perfect comp, Cleveland Farrell. That's all you need to know. We saw Clee taken at number four. Okay, played a highly decorated player, more decorated on a team with Clemson than he came here. They reached for him at number four. Tyree Wilson, I believe, fell to the Raiders at number seven. On every draft board, Tyree Wilson was probably going anywhere from number five to number ten, and the Raiders got him at seven. So I'm okay with that edge rusher there. Then they got Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, who's an absolute animal beast. He's a baby gronk. He's a baby Gronk, and I'd say again, probably better than Gronk at the same age when Gronk came out of college. Do we all get that? So this is what Mayer can become. Unbelievable replacement for Waller. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable replacement. So those guys got to play. And then again, I'm kind of rehearsing for my interview tomorrow with Dave Ziegler. Uh, Byron Young, the defensive tackle out of Alabama, has got to play. If if you can't keep him on the field, and he's uh, just there situationally, 
to play on first down because he can stop the run, then I don't like that pick at 70. But they saw something with him early. Alabama pedigree, played in a lot of big games, blew up the line of scrimmage with other players there. Very successful career at Alabama. And then they took Trey Tucker at the time. I was shocked by that pick, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati. But then I went back and requested some tape and saw some tape on what he did at Cincinnati, and it was mind-blowing. Mind blowing what he did behind the line of scrimmage. But you got a lot of slot guys. You got Hunter Enfro. You got Jacoby Myers. You got Trey Tucker. And if you've listened to my show for 20 years or 20 minutes, I want the ball to always be, always be in Devontae's hands. I'm talking always. I want Devontae to get 15 to 20 targets a game. So anybody else who's brought in to get, to get targeted, you have to explain to me as a fan, how is this kid going to be targeted when Renfro is there, Jacoby Myers, and Devontae? Special teams, I get it, but they brought in another special teams guy from the Chargers who was really good. So the middle of the draft, the middle of the draft was confusing to me. Trey Tucker, Jacorian Bennett, Aiden O'Connell. Those picks were 100, 104, and 135. Okay, they took a wide receiver, a corner, and a quarterback. I think that, you know, that, that was a spot for three defensive players, and they got one. But for that reason, they needed a quarterback more than I thought. I just figured out if you're not going to get Hendon Hooker and you're not going to get another quarterback there, just pass on the quarterback. Bring in Teddy Bridgewater if someone gets hurt. Bring in someone and then go get the quarterback next year. But there was something they really saw in Aiden O'Connell that they love with the ball coming out quickly. Very similar to Brady out of college. Of course not Brady as the Hall of Famer. Dead similar to Brady coming out of Michigan. You know, a guy that's just going to get the ball out, make good throws, could be accurate at time, turn it over a little bit, but that's going to be the quarterback that you're going to see play a lot. You're going to see him play a lot in the preseason. You're going to see him play a lot. And let's see how good he is. And that's one of those picks you want to park. Because as I've talked about with others over the last couple of weeks with the Raiders, the, uh, the Patriots in the past drafted quarterbacks just to park them, and then they traded them for big value. So depending on what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo going forward or next year's draft. But I thought the Raiders, my, my last point before we open up the phones, and again, I should have nine lines on hold. I don't know why you people have been sleeping through the beginning of the summer, but we need to wake this place up. This is my draft recap show. So let's go. 702-365-9200. Show started 10 minutes ago. I want your analysis on the picks. A player, what you liked, what you didn't like in general. What I thought the Raiders did was they cleared out a lot of players they didn't want anymore. They deconstructed the roster last season while the season was in progress. Then they added a whole bunch of guys in this offseason. Epps at safety, Spillane at linebacker, right? So they brought in some players. Then they hit the draft and they brought in specific need guys. Need guys who are there for a specific purpose who have got to play and then I think they did a pretty good job with the undrafted free agents maybe a player or two that can make the roster 702-365-9200 and that's about it I mean they passed on Jalen Carter I was on doing I was live at the draft party when that happened for Tyree Wilson uh, they didn't trade up to get a quarterback they traded up to get Michael Mayer I have no problem with that at all so as I look at the overall roster I can tell you this if Wilson, the first pick, Mayer, the second pick, Young, the third pick, the cornerback, because, again, I don't understand the fit of Trey Tucker other than special teams and slot receiver, but Jacorian Bennett, to me, is the most important pick in this draft. Really is. 
He was taken at 104 in the fourth round, a very important pick, and they took him over Ringo and a couple other players. And remember, what I think is interesting about Ja'Korian Bennett, who I think is going to play at cornerback, such as Nate Hobbs is playing more at cornerback, and the Raiders still have to fill a need, they waited. They let him drop to the fourth round and took Trey Tucker ahead of him. So if they took Bennett in the third round with the 100th pick, they're only separated by four picks, Trey Tucker and Ja'Korian Bennett. So if they would have took Bennett three picks before, I would have been like, okay, now I see why they got the slot wide receiver. They got their corner first. But they waited on that corner for a reason. And I love the way that Dave Ziegler traded up. If you didn't get a chance, Peter King, uh, Football Monday in America, if you didn't read the column, Peter King had full access to the draft, which was pretty cool. If you didn't read the column, go find it. I'll tweet it out. Peter King was inside the building for the entire draft, a fly on the wall, and he wrote a lot about the Raiders and what they were doing and trading up and the phone calls that were coming in. And what was it like to be in that? You felt Peter King's an amazing writer and an impact guy over the years. You felt like you were in the war room with him overall. So if the Raiders added three to four starters, who would the starters be? The starters would be obviously Wilson and Mayer, one and two. They're going to start. And then if uh, Bennett can start at corner, and I mean start, play, okay, not a rotational piece. I mean, he's a corner. He's going to start there because he's got that unbelievable speed and the ability to make plays. And then Young's not going to be a, the traditional defensive tackle starter that's going to play every play. He's a rotational piece. Same with Trey Tucker, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati. He will rotate in, but hopefully rotate in a bunch in situations. But for me, Christopher Smith the second out of Georgia uh, in the fifth round, and Amari Bernie, the linebacker out of Florida, he made the game-saving interception in the opener as Florida beat Utah. That was a big game with the rankings of Utah. I'd like to see if he could stay on the field and rotate in at linebacker and be one of those guys in situations that play early. And then Nestor Jade Silvera, the defensive tackle, my son goes to Arizona State, and he's a guy, he's just a run-stopper there taken in the seventh round. We'll see what happens with him. And then you add on the draft picks from the year before. Uh, not much here, not, a, not any help really on the offensive line through the draft. And that seems to be the direction they want to go. Seems to be the direction they want to go with these six or seven offensive linemen who got better. They clearly progressed and got better in the season, but they didn't bring in a star-free agent. And they didn't draft an offensive lineman hard, but... If you read the Peter King column about Paris Johnson the third, he was in play for the Raiders there. So I'm not a draft grade guy. You want to give them a B, B minus, B plus. I don't think anybody's giving the Raiders an A or an A minus. No one should be giving them a C. I think the Raiders accomplished what they wanted. Please listen to what I'm about to say. They brought in situational starters, players that are going to play on every series. Okay, so you're going to have them. The ball's going to be at the 25. The other team's going to come out. Raiders are going to be on defense. The ball's going to start on the 25. Tyree Wilson's going to be on the field. Byron Young's going to be on the field. Ja'Korian Bennett's going to be on the field at some point. It might be when the ball gets to the 50 or on the other side. But they got to be in the game. They've got to be in the game. These guys have got to be in the game making an impact on this program. And if they do, then you're going to have this rotational defense with Patrick Graham, fresh legs, Guys who can come in and blitz, guys that can cover in the nickel, guys that can play inside corner in the slot, outside, and then, you know, a bunch of other guys that are going to be good on special teams, and you're going to have a bunch of guys who can play. So that's, what, that's how I see it. I'm not super high on the draft. I'm not low. I'm kind of in between above average, 
because I think they got the players that they wanted. You don't take Trey Tucker in the third round or Jacorian Bennett in the fourth round in the second pick unless they were high on your board, high on your board in your entire scouting department, and coaches believe that those were the guys to play, coming off the work that Patrick Graham did at the Senior Bowl as one of the head coaches there. So these are the guys that they've been targeting and they wanted. I'm not hearing about, oh, they missed out on this guy. Oh, they could have got this guy, but they missed him. That's the big feel for me. There's none of that vibe for me. There's not that they're saying, oh, my God, we missed this blank player. He was the guy we wanted so badly, and we just lost him. I don't get the feel here. I get the feel that they got everybody they wanted, but some of it was unique. It was a little bit different. Some of the picks there, we'll get your analysis on that. The Golden Knights are golden. The Boston Bruins got knocked out. Now the Knights can win the Cup. There was under no circumstance, zero, that I would have thought that the Knights could win the Cup if Boston was around. You hear what I just said? That's a pretty hot take. If Boston would have got by Florida, which they should have, there was no scenario in the Stanley Cup that I would say, well, you know, Vegas can win this. I would have, I would have been a fan. I would have had my jersey on at the game, but I wouldn't have been sitting up in the press box saying, you know, they're going to win this. Boston's out. There's a chance to win the Cup. Bobby just said it. Bobby's a Bruin fan. He runs the Golden Knights broadcast. He said, if Vegas can get by Edmonton, they can win the Cup. I agree with that 100%. That is huge. Huge there. And then you got LeBron versus Steph. We have that for two weeks, and you're going to hear a lot of that here on this show. After the next couple of days, LeBron versus Steph, Warriors-Lakers is a really big deal. Speaking of that, Chris and West Oakland went to Game 6 and Game 7 uh, to see the Warriors beat Sacramento. Start us off, Chris. Hey, JT. Yeah, it was completely phenomenal. I mean, after the egg the Warriors laid in Game 6, I was really hesitant to go yesterday. So glad that I did. But look... I called to talk about the Raider draft. I haven't hit Raiders in a while. I kind of taken a break. I'll I'll I'll, lay, I'll give you a call tomorrow, and we'll definitely go heavy on the Warrior to Lakers series and what it means to the NBA and the legacies of Steph and LeBron. Although they're both set pretty much mm-hmm. um, their, their legacy going forward. But let's talk about the draft. Look, I I get, I'm scratching my head at some of the things they did. Personally, I'm okay with the pass rusher. I would have gone Gonzalez from Oregon and then drafted the corner from from. Uh, that they got from Maryland. I, I understand the need for another pass rusher, but we do already have Max Crosby. The Raiders have been so bad on the back end of their defense for the last decade. They, the one thing you never, ever hear, JT, watching a Raider game, that was a coverage sack. That was a coverage sack. We don't get coverage sacks because we don't have enough guys that can cover. I would have loved to have had um, gone out and got Gonzalez, the kid from Maryland, and, you know, now give me a couple of elite corners to go with Nate Hobbs. Now you've got some legitimate cover guys in the secondary. Not saying the pick, the kid, the, the pass rusher was a horrible pick. I would have just gone the other route and gone coverage in that spot. The tight end, every, everything I've read is that the kid is just an absolute beast. <clears throat> I had to get a replacement for Waller, so I'm okay for, with that. But let's get to the really head-scratching ones. The special team kid from Cincinnati. You just got the guy from the Chargers that's a slot receiver and a punt returner. Not to mention you already have Hunter Renfro on the on the team that's also a slot receiver and a punt returner. The Raiders have plenty of punt returners. Another safety, another linebacker, anything to help the defense in my mind would have been a, just would have been a better pick at the time. But we'll see how it is. One thing I will not ever do, I won't judge a draft the day after. I'll judge this draft at the end of the season, most likely 2025. But to me, the real head scratcher, the quarterback from Purdue. I am sick and tired of hearing about systems. 
talent wins. Go get a more talented player and teach your system. JT, there's a reason that in the last 24 years, 24, two of the last 24 years, the AFC quarterback in the Super Bowl has either been Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or Patrick Mahomes. Quarterbacks win, talent wins. Will Levis and Hendon Hooker were arguably the two most physically talented. Legitimate upside. I don't want to hear about O'Connell's knows the system. He's a future to- or he comparing him to Brady. And, and, and can we finally put this to rest? You know why Tom Brady fell as far as he did in the draft? Because as the great John and Frazier says, Lloyd Carr was too stupid to start him over Brian Greasy is the only reason. So, again, the only quarterback uh, Josh McDaniels has ever drafted before this was Tim Tebow. So excuse me if I'm not really thrilled or have a whole lot of trust in him, but he has this arrogance to think his system is going to make another great quarterback. I want talent. I'm tired of hearing about value. I'm tired of hearing about situational players. This team needs studs, difference makers. Get the difference makers first. You can always get the guys to fill in later, but it's the studs that make the difference in your team winning and losing. Depth is great, but you're not doing anything without studs. I don't know. I know they got two at the start, but I don't know if they got enough after that. And this quarterback, to me, you should have taken Levis or Hooker and rolled the dice with two kids that may actually be your franchise quarterback. I saw a little bit of tape on this kid from Purdue. He'll, he's Kellen Moore. He's Stetson Bennett. He's going to be a nice backup in the NFL. He does not have the physical ability. He doesn't have Tom Brady's arm to, to ever be that type of quarterback. So I'm disappointed. Part of the draft. It's a crapshoot with the other. We'll see. But I'll call you more tomorrow about the Warriors because that's my number one yep. focus right now. Thanks, Thank you, Chris. My friend. I'll uh, see you later. Take care. So Chris didn't like a lot of the draft here. I will tell you, uh, instead of having a backup quarterback to Jimmy G who can eventually be a starter, I'll take Michael Mayer, who they traded up for in the second round. That's the player. That's where Hendon Hooker was going to go. That's where Will Levis was going to go. I said for weeks, if not months, Leading up to the draft, if the Raiders weren't able to get C.J. Stroud or Park Anthony Richardson, I didn't want them to use an early pick. I wanted them to go all defense. And they, they did. The first two out of three picks, Tyree Wilson and Byron Young, were defense out of Texas Tech and Alabama. And they took Michael Mayer because that was the best player. I think Dave said the 15th overall player on their board. I mean, that's a home run to them. That, that just falls in their lap. They loved that move. And they went up to get it, and they loved the fact that they could do that. You know, the quarterback, again, we got to do a deep dive on the quarterback. What they proved to you there is that they need a quarterback. They wanted a backup quarterback. He is drafted to be a backup quarterback, not a starter. Hendon Hooker would be a starter. Will Levis would be a starter maybe quickly. I'm guessing Aiden O'Connell can learn the system, be a backup quarterback, and then if, God forbid, someone gets hurt or the two in front of him get hurt, he can play and they get the ball out and hand it off to Josh Jacobs. But no doubt about it. You know, I would have been fine getting a quarterback in the sixth round instead of the fourth round instead of the kid out of Purdue, but they saw something. They loved the kid. They did their due diligence on him. Another deep dive question for Dave Ziegler tomorrow. Jay in Vegas right here on 920. Hello, Jay. Hey, what's going on, JT, man? Thanks for taking the call, man. Hey, so, you know, I'm going to preface my call by saying, uh, you know, comparing, uh, you know, uh, this draft to 2019 and 2020. And the reason why I say that, JT, is because sometimes uh, the, the negative Raider fan, I'm a positive Raider fan, but the negative Raider fan, they seem to have amnesia. And, and you know, and I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going to use Chris in West Oakland's uh, uh, call on this. And I, I'm not calling him a negative Nancy mm. Abro. I get a ton of respect for you, man. 
Not at all calling you a negative, Nancy. I'm just saying that with this draft compared to those drafts, you can – there's justification. Like, and, you know, when you draft Cleveland Farrell, there is no justification, mm-hmm. you know, why, why you would reach that far. But in this draft, uh, you know, and going off your monologue, JT, the only real issue that I had with this draft was Aiden O'Connell. There's nothing I can say mm-hmm. to spin it to, to, to where, you know, you could justify that pick. But I can for the Trey Tucker one. Look, uh, obviously I think, I think this Trey Tucker uh, pick was – it was Hunter Renfro related. I mean, look, uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 they might look to move him. They might look to keep him. But I think what they're trying to do, especially if they keep him, is – they're trying to keep him healthy. I think that's why they got him. And they're gonna they they might just you know put him on the shelf as far as uh, returning punts and have this Trey Tucker kid uh, return punts because uh, you know from the tape that I've seen he could be really dynamic in returning those punts. And then maybe we could have Hunter Renfro you know uh, just focus solely. Yeah, on, I think on that's fair. Punts. I don't think Hunter's going to be taking back punts anymore. They got multiple players to do that. I agree with that. And they took. Trey Turner because they have specific ideas of what he can do with jet sweeps behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, there's a couple of videos out of him from Cincinnati catching the ball behind the line and getting past the linebackers in a blink of an eye. I mean a blink. And Henry Ruggs was a hell of a player before the incident. Hell of a player. And Henry Ruggs was coming in to be the speed guy, the really big speed guy. This is the new speed guy in Philip Dorsett. But this guy's faster than Philip Dorsett and maybe can make a couple of explosive plays. I think they want to have a guy other than Devontae who could get open deep quickly and have explosive ability behind the line of scrimmage. I think that's his only need. Special teams, of course, and you make a good point. Hunter should be, if Hunter's here, Hunter shouldn't be getting banged up taking back punts. That's, that's not something he should do. He's too valuable for that. Absolutely, and we and we missed him. He got injured, and mm. he we missed him the rest of the year, and that that had a big impact on our year last year. Yeah. Look, the Tyree Wilson pick. Um, you know, I I, I love it because I think uh, when you got a good pass rush up front, I think it could make an average quarterback play above average. So that's why mm. that's my justification okay. on that. Uh, uh, Michael Mayer, we replaced Darren Waller with a stud. That's another justification. So that's all I'm trying to say, JT. And again, big, yeah. big respect to Chris and West Oakland. At least we okay. can justify. At least we can justify these picks. Whereas in 2019 and 2020, what do you do, <laughs> right? Well, I appreciate <laughs> the call. Thanks a lot. Again, I think they they had specific needs. This wasn't, hey man, let's just take the best player on the board. I, I don't think they did that. I think they took Tyree Wilson maybe as the best player on the board, but Michael Mayer should have been taken earlier. He wasn't. They jumped up and got him. Uh, Byron Young has to be good. I'm really going to talk to Dave about that tomorrow. I want to know specifically how Byron Young fits into this team and how he fits in and how they could get something out of him. Because with Neil Farrell and Butler, some of the other rotational defensive tackles that they have here, I mean, they're just guys. They're not standout players. So this guy can't be a rotational guy who's, eh, you know, he's okay. We can mix him in on first and second down. No, I want to know more about this guy and why he was taken. In the, with the seventh pick in the third round, number 70 overall. That's got to be a starter. That's got to be a guy that is there. Hey, really excited about a show. We do a lot. PT's fuels the monologue, as you know, and we have such a good time with all of their events at PT's. But now we have the Purple Legacy, an exclusive Vegas uh, experience. Morris Day and the time will be performing exclusively at the Strat on July 28th and 29th. Tickets are on sale. Go get them. Right there, the Purple Legacy. It's an exclusive Vegas experience with Morris Day and the time at the Strat. 
Highly recommend you go see that show. Brad Spielberger will go over the draft with us coming up here in a little bit. Good guest the rest of the show, but stay with me today. Hang in there. I'll get to you. I see him. We'll get to all he is, and we'll talk about what the Raiders did in the draft. Today's a good day, today and tomorrow, to roll up your sleeves and specifically talk about what the Raiders did and how these guys can play. This Christopher Smith out of Georgia made a lot of plays for the Bulldogs, and a lot of Bulldogs are in the pros. How does he fit in? With the seventh pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech. Like the pick. Oh, fine with that pick right there. He's got to come in and be a beast off the edge and play in the interior. I'm excited. I'm out on the road Friday. Join me for a special live broadcast to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, this Friday, noon to 2, at the William Hill Sportsbook inside the Palms Resort and Casino. Enjoy Cointreau margaritas on special all-day. Cointreau makes everything better. I'm good for that. I'm down for that. Cinco de Drinko, Friday, into the Golden Knights. That sounds like a hell of a remote. Get your Golden Knights on. Get your Raider draft post on and come see me down at the Palms right in the sportsbook there. Remy Quantro, Remy Martin team up for excellence. So that will be Friday as we'll be doing some more remotes with Remy Martin. I'm excited about that and hope to see you out there. So we're going through the Raider draft pick by pick. Uh, also the undrafted free agents. I'm not going to dive too heavy into that. I have an exclusive with Dave Ziegler tomorrow. We'll have him on right out of the gate. I'll ask him about a couple of those players there. Who should have the big impact with the Raiders? Who's going to be the Raider player that comes out of this draft that you think can really play at a high level? Uh, Patrick Queen, his option wasn't picked up by Baltimore, the fifth-year option, trending as Hunter Renfro. Look, a lot of people ask me, is Hunter going to be here or not? I have no idea. Hunter's a really good player. He wasn't healthy last year. I like Hunter a lot, so I'd like to see Hunter Renfro around here, just like I love to have seen Darren Waller here long-term, but it wasn't a fit anymore, and they're trying to rebuild the roster, but not rebuild it in the sense that this is a rebuild team. They're just trying to tweak the roster and get players that they think will fit. I think Raider fans should be welcoming all these players. Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, I mean, that's a plug-and-play starter on day one. He can block, he can hold the line of scrimmage, he can run any route and catch the ball and put his head down and run people over. Exactly what Gronk did. Now, Gronk and Brady turned out to be two of the greatest players of all time. You know, I'm not saying that that's going to happen with Michael Mayer, but he fits the Gronk need. And Byron Young, they got a player out of Alabama and then they got a player out of Georgia and Florida late. I thought that was also pretty important. You want to take the best players available. But to get Amari Bernie, the linebacker out of Florida, he was on a lot of draft grade boards in the 150 range. They got him at 203. And Christopher Smith, another player from Georgia. Jalen Carter, the Philadelphia Eagles took a couple of Georgia players, and everybody's talking about that break in the Internet. Well, the Raiders could have got Jalen Carter. He was right there. They passed on him. Don't know why. I don't think they're going to tell me that on the radio. I don't think if I ask why'd you pass on Jalen Carter, they're going to tell me specifically. They don't have to. I ask questions that will be answered, and we'll ask some difficult questions tomorrow about this roster. But why'd they pass on Jalen Carter? No GM's going to get on 
the radio and fuel the Eagles and fuel and piss off that player saying we didn't like him for blank, blank. We know why Jalen Carter isn't here. We understood. It was too big of a risk too soon, as a lot of people say. But what about some of these other players here? We moved our guests to 1 o'clock, so I'm open to the top of the hour if you want to get through 702 365-9200. It's Doc, Dark Side Don right here in Las Vegas. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, JT? How you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Hey, so in my opinion, Young, Bennett, Burnery, and Silvera mm-hmm. are the keys to this draft. Um, I, as, far as, pick, as far as Wilson, I love the pick. As far as uh, the tight end, love the pick. I have, I have no complaints about that. Um, but those four players that I just named, in my opinion, is going to make or break this draft. If you look at if you look at just the two different defensive tackles and Young and Silver, both of them played in the backfield, man. This is why I think that they're they're slept on picks. Both of them played in the backfield. They just didn't finish the job. Mm-hmm. Especially Silver. Silver played at Florida first and then transferred to Arizona State. But the but the gem in the draft, in my opinion, is the guy that you just named, Bernard. Mm-hmm. His first, his one his one and only year at linebacker. The numbers that he put up, the turnovers that he got. Were, were were tremendous, even for a person who's played linebacker for three years at college ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that those four players in in, in in this draft will make a break this draft this this draft class. I believe that 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 Ziggler went out and, and stuck to had a plan and stuck to that plan. He stuck to his draft board, and you can see it. That's something mm-hmm. that we haven't had a chance to uh, to 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 see in these past years. What there was no reaches, in my opinion, even with the wide receiver out of out of Cincinnati. There was no reaches, in my opinion. I believe that everybody went at at, at, a, at a respectable place. Mm-hmm. So, so in that in that case, I I, I just hope that Raider Nation can enjoy, and I and I want to repeat, enjoy mm-hmm. the, the 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 chance of having a draft that wasn't chaotic. No, that's a really good point. I appreciate your call. You made a really good point. Dave is really calm and cool. Read the Peter King column today as he had access to the war room, and you know Dave doesn't want chaos. He's he's a really good communicator. He's fantastic, and especially with the coach. He's really tight with the coach. They're like brothers, and they're able to make picks together and talk about it. In Peter King's column, you know, Dave's in the middle of the war room, and the first round's wrapping up, and he turns to Josh McDaniels and goes, Josh, you want to look at some trades here? Right? Calm. It's not chaos. And they're making decisions on the run, and they decide to wait to the second round, and then they move up in the second round to get the tight end. Now, that would have been a shame if they lost the tight end. Right? So Kansas City has Travis Kelsey. They didn't go that position. They went edge rusher. And then day two starts off, and everybody wanted Joey Porter Jr. Well, Pittsburgh was not going to let that happen. That would have been the player that I like. But I never thought that Michael Mayer was, would ever be available for the Raiders. Never. And they got him. That's an unbelievable pick. And, you know, no Raider fans are complaining about that. And then you have to give Dave Ziegler a little bit of credit at some point in this draft, maybe a lot of credit for going and getting specific players over others because his board is honest and true. The analysis that they made on these players make a difference. So that's what I think the Com Raider fans want to preserve here on these broadcasts. The Com Raider fans who are wondering, well, you know, I wonder why they took, you know, a certain player here or there. Well, maybe they took them because they worked their ass off scouting that individual player for months from the Senior Bowl on, personal visits and all of that, and looked around and said, oh, my God, our guy's there. Oh, my God, I cannot believe that Jacorian Bennett is available for Maryland. Of course we want him over Ringo from Georgia, who plays in more of a scheme and zone. We want a hands-on, put-your-hands-on type of cornerback. I would think that would be the answer. Aiden O'Connell, they, want, they need a body. They need a quarterback. 
I'm not talking Jimmy G injuries. I'm hoping he stays healthy. They needed another body and a body that they want to develop for cheap. Okay, instead of going out and getting, they got Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is a hell of a backup quarterback. That's what he is. He's the guy who had a chance to start. He's not a pertained starter, but he's a hell of a backup that can hold your team together until the quarterback, if he gets banged up, comes back again. But they might want a better option in Aiden O'Connell to go through progressions and get the ball out better to Devontae and some of these guys if he has to play. Because if he has to play, that's why they took him with the 135th pick. And I think a couple other teams were interested in him right there, too, from what I'm hearing. 702-365-9200. We are analyzing the Raiders draft. If you have an opinion on a specific player or the overall class, let us know on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Here's Greg in Sacramento with the Kings lost to the Warriors. That's a tough one. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, JT. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, uh, I just want to go out and say I, I love the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one, if you, if I could say one word that I see that Ziegler and Josh McDaniels talked before the draft that they stuck to was versatility. If you look mm-hmm. at every yeah. single player that they took, um, starting off with Tyree Wilson, yeah, he can play the edge, but he also plays in the middle. Same thing, you go down with the down the line. Look at Meyer. Yeah, he's a great pass catcher, but he's also a dog in the blocking, in the run game. You know, you you can, you can keep going down, but I think Young, uh, Bennett, uh, Smith, and um, who was it? Young Bennett Smith. Oh, and Bernie. Me mm-hmm. being a Gator fan, I'm telling you, these are. These guys, especially like Bernie, this is a safety turn linebacker. Right. That's pretty much where all the linebackers are now in the NFL. Great point. That you got to be able to cover. And we got killed by tight ends. That's where we always get killed in the middle field. I watched mm. this guy. This guy is a dog. Uh, mm. Mad Max said, I need dogs on this side of the ball. And that's all he got. Versatile dogs mm. all the way. I think Raider fans should just really be happy off this draft and really sit back and look and say, finally, we got a front office that actually sticks to their plan. That's that's pretty much what I'm, I'm very yeah. pleased with the draft. Good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you calling in. Look, if Bernie and Christopher Smith end up playing special teams, a lot of people are talking about special teams. I talked to a friend today about that. This special teams is really important, but it's not as important as it was 10 years ago because the kickers kicked the ball out of bounds. The kickers kicked the ball out. There's no returns, literally no returns. Punt returns are important. But kickoff returns don't matter anymore. You can ask Carlson to kick it out of the back of the end zone every single time. So if a guy's going to make this team and just run down phantom covering because the ball never gets returned, I don't care about that. I need to see Christopher Smith and Bernie in the rotation because guys who are starting over them are coming out on certain plays and they're coming in fresh to play Graham's scheme. What did we tell you? It's the only clue we got from anything. Smarter faster, and more explosive players. That's it on defense. Smarter, faster, and more explosive. I think they got that in Bernie Smith, uh, Jacorian Bennett. I know they got that in Tyree Wilson. Uh, Byron Young is the important pick for me because the Raiders traded up to get Michael Mayer, and then they didn't have a pick till 70, and they got Byron Young out of Alabama. And then when they threw up the tape on him, and you were able to see him run, and, and sit there. He's not, he's not a guy that gets to the quarterback. He's a guy that stops the run. Okay, well, if he can stop the run so good, then put him out there as a starter on first down to stop the run. And then get him off the field on third down. But I don't want to see this guy making the team in some type of rotation where he only plays one or two spots. Because when you look at Bilal Nichols and you look at Tillery and then the guys who were drafted at this position only a year ago, it's a deep room. 
Someone's got to emerge as a star. A star. That's what I'm looking for, the stars. Raider man checking in, post-draft analysis. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, JT, man? You know I'm going to check in, selfish as it is, man. I got my favorite, my best wish. Number 19 finally comes on home to the silver and black. And with this new uh, this new uh, implemented rule, everybody can wear all these different numbers, man. I'm hoping on the D-line that they, they suit my dude up in this 1-9 and have him out there looking glorious for me. Because I'd have just pumped some exuberance some back in my chest. Give me a little something to pound the chest about again. And uh, I don't know. I'm just selfish like that. I I, I think I, 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 I had a lot of problems with the draft initially. You know, I got my guy initially, and I was still on top of the world. And then we came back, and at first I was really, really questioning that mayor pick. And that's not doubting the guy and his talent, not doubting what he can do with him in the scheme, but I thought that we were going to make a move at another big-time defensive player in that spot. So it was a little bit dis- uh, disappointing at first. But then to take a step back and just really look at the situation, you know, I got—I can't lie, I'm almost kind of glad we did it because it put us a bona fide tight end prospect in place for the next four to five years. Mm-hmm. Where we got these expiring contracts going out on guys that we're not, you know, you know, they're proven vets. They're not really proven commodities yet. So, you know, we got a chance to develop something that could be special, and I'm willing to just take the ride on that train to see where, you know, where we, where we get off. And then, you know, going down the line, with the Jacorians, uh Bennett kid, mm-hmm. you know, that's a senior bowl guy, you know, so it's just like, you know, to see that our coaching staff had time to work with this guy and communicate, right. you know, how he runs the field. I'm comfortable with that. You know, it's really hard to be mad at any of these things, you know, even young, he's a good cleanup man, five technique and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So when we get this pressure up the field, we know we got a catch dog down there to, you know, to scrap up and look up some scraps. And it's been a while since we had that. Our, our edge has been weak for the longest. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're just getting to be a better team, and it's hard to see that because we're looking for superstars. But as a Raider fan, man, all I want to see is get back to win. You yep. know, everything will play itself out by the end of the season. As long as we got good hogs going down the stretch, give me something to cheer for. I'm happy. So, I'm just grateful mm-hmm. that I couldn't make it out to the party. Shouts out to the black hole and everything that was going on out there. It, it would have been mm-hmm. a serious number 19 party if I'd have got my ass to Vegas. Hopefully the next time, though. I see what I'm yep. looking at you, JT. Thanks, Raider, man. Appreciate it. Speaking of the black hole, since 1995, the Black Hole Fan Club has been the foundation of the nation, 40-plus chapters worldwide. So if you bleed silver and black and you want to connect with other diehard fans, go to theblackhole.com and become an official member. I was in a meeting with them, and they walked me through it. Just homepage, click, become a member. If you're a Raider fan, why not become a member of the Black Hole? What other group do you want to be a part of? Be a member of the Black Hole, and you'll get 20% off all merchandise and much more. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to member-only events and tickets. Become an official member of the Black Hole today. Visit the Black Hole. Dot com. When we come back, more analysis on the draft. Two guests in the final hour of the show, Brad Spielberger on the draft, and Rhett Lewis, who's also going to be my guest tomorrow with Q on Raiders Roundtable from NFL.com. He's a deep-dive guy on the draft. We'll get to him. Raiders, Raider fans, what do you think of the draft? Are you optimistic? I am. I think there's some really good players here. What will the fits be, and how quick can we get them on the field? The Indianapolis Colts have traded the 25th, 35th pick to the Las Vegas Raiders. With the 35th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, 
the Las Vegas Raiders select Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. Turn it up. I love that pick. I absolutely love that pick. Unexpected first-round talent in the second round. The whole Raider Nation should be vocal on that move. Love that pick because what we talked about was why would Dave Ziegler want to hold on to 12 picks? And then he started packaging picks and started to move up. That's all he wanted to see. We don't need 12 picks. You don't need 12 picks. You need 12 picks if you want to trade up. And they were able to trade up, which was fantastic. So nice job by Dave and his staff to do that. And now they have a good replacement here. And there seems to be players there that are younger. They're going to take the next step. Welcome back. We're brought to you by Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. I went to the theater and saw Jason Mraz perform the other night. Saturday night, my wife and I got a call. We went down there, had a great time. Stopped at one steakhouse with the great John O'Donnell. Had a little bit of food, then went into another really big show. Jason Mraz had a packed house. The music was outstanding. The acoustics in that theater get better. I met my wife there. We walked into a Rolling Stones concert together in 1998 and been married ever since. So the theater is a big spot for me and just saw another really good show. So thanks again to our proud partner, Virgin Hotels, the restaurants, Andrew Paul, who works on our show and is one of our sales executives. He was at Nobu. I was at One Steak. We had friends there after the show. Had a really good time. It was just a fantastic crowd overall. So thanks again to Virgin Hotels. And go see any live show there. I promise you, you'll like it. 702-365-9200. Nash is in Houston on the Raiders mobile app. Go ahead. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Overall, overall on the... Uh First of all, I guess my question for you is, you talked the last couple weeks about threading the needle. From mm-hmm. your perspective, did they thread the needle? I don't think so. I don't think they, I don't think they had five or six picks in a row that I love that I said these are all starters. I wanted four defensive starters in this draft. That's all I cared about. I think they got three and maybe a rotational fourth coming in there. So that accomplished my goal. I didn't think we'd get the tight end which is a bonus to me. That's a big bonus to me. And I think on the back end of the draft, if they threaded the needle on the back end, getting a couple of players that could have an impact who are really fast athletic defenders, uh, well, that's going to take a couple of years to figure out how they did. But did they thread the needle perfectly? No. They didn't get an A-plus grade. Philadelphia did. But I thought the Raiders yeah. had an above-average draft with players who were going to have an impact. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, to me, I think they did. I think they were true to their board because – Again, like in that second mm-hmm. round trading up, I like the, the TCU guard who went right after that, a lot of that. pick, uh, but to me, that was a great value. So to me, that they looked on their board and said, even uh, Ziegler said that was a top 15 pick, uh, you know, and on their board. Uh, and so that, that's good. The two guys, you made a point a moment ago, to me, it's, you know, they had Young at, at the senior bowl, so they, I think, have a better impression of what he is or can be. And Trey, uh, Trey Tucker is still a question mark to me. That's, that seemed like kind of an oddball pick. But as you mentioned again, it's like, you know, what's, what's the future for Renfro? But uh, Christopher Smith, he reminds me a lot of the Honey Badger. He's not mm-hmm. big and he's not super fast, but he's always around the ball. So I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be pan out to be a really great pick. Nicely, nicely so. said. Thanks for the call. I think you're right about uh, Christopher Smith and especially Jacorian Bennett. I think those are guys who are around the ball, and the team has a really big problem getting the ball. They don't catch the ball on defense. They don't knock down a lot of balls. They're just not very good. 
And I thought that's a very important point that he made there, is that these guys who are coming in now have to be better at touching the football on defense. And I know we got that with the first pick overall. Tyree Wilson is going to come around the edge like a young Chandler Jones and knock the ball out and get some sacks with Max on the other side. We know, and I love the fact that Tyree Wilson can move inside if they need him to move inside or just move Chandler Jones inside. Move Chandler Jones inside and have him devour some of these young right guards and left guards in the league with his swim moves and everything else he has. So Byron Young is the player that I need to know is going to make it, the defensive tackle from Alabama, because that was an important pick. That's a high pick. He's got to come in there and be ready to play. He's got to be a beast and a dog and an angry player that comes in, and hopefully that's the case. That hour flew by. If you want to get in the rotation now, 702-365-9200. Brad Spielberger and Rhett Lewis will join us. And what's ahead for the Vegas Golden Knights, which I'm thrilled about.